Today on Locked On Red Wings, we give you a Jake Wolman update. And where is our level of concern with this team after this rough 11-game stretch? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's us over at the Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase today, guys. Off day, got another off day ahead of us too. Uh, well, this is the Tuesday episode. Technically, tomorrow's episode, by the time you're listening to this, will be a game day episode. So we'll have at least a preview for you. But that means news in Red Wings land is relatively slow. So we're going to do an expansion of the conversation we had yesterday. We said we were going to uh, about our level of concern with the Red Wings, who are 3 5 and 3 in the last 11 games. If you want to do last 10, 3 5 and 2. Not a great stretch for the Red Wings, who started off the season really hot, starting 5-1. and one. So we'll get to that and give you like a numerical value for our level of concern uh, with this team going forward. But first, we wanted to give you an update on the Jake Wolman conversation, because, or situation rather. Because we talked about it yesterday, Scotty, about how they waved Zarnik, sent him down, and with the Wolman injury. And we speculated, and that was speculation on our part, and we'll own that, that looked like it could have been a serious injury. The way he went into the net crashed and came off the ice in a ton of pain. We were like, this doesn't look good. And if, if it is what we fear, we're going to need to make a move. Well, Scotty, we may have jumped the gun on that. I've never been so happy to be so wrong. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's great that, uh, what they said, he's maybe even going to practice on, uh, well, leading up to the game and then play in the next game. So obviously, if that happens, that's fantastic news. Jake Wallman's one of the more valuable assets on this roster. So that would be awesome if that were true uh, and, and, and where you have no reason to believe it's not. So very good news on that front. Avoided. I mean, yesterday we were kind of talking like, is this even a big injury? Um, but a lot of that, I feel like, came from the move. I mean, it didn't look good for sure, but I feel like more of the speculation came from the corresponding move than anything else. And, I mean, if Wallman does come back, like, you still have a roster spot you can utilize? Like, there, I mean, that's still a conversation. It's a different one because you're probably not going to bring up uh, an eighth defenseman. You probably would do forward for a forward there. Uh, but, I mean, that's still a, a conversation, you know, we can have on what's really to do uh, after that. That can be something, whatever, later in the week. But, um, yeah, as far as Wallman goes, fantastic news. Fantastic news. I know a lot of people still want to see Edvinson. We all do, too. Yes. Uh, but, you know, the fact that uh, if we were to see Edvinson or if we were to see anybody, it wouldn't be at the expense of one of the best defensemen on the team is obviously fantastic. Yeah, I mean... Ansar Kanzon, who reported this earlier today, uh, I see it on Twitter, and he said that Wolman is questionable for practice on Tuesday, so today by the time you guys are listening to this, and is um, possible he might be ready for the game on Wednesday. So there's a possibility he might still you know, be day-to-day and not play, but that is still, like we were saying, a huge <laughs> improvement over what we feared had had happened. So it's great news, and like you said, it, a lot of it has to do with also you know, the fact that Zarnik was waived, we were anticipating possibly a call-up defensively. And in fact, 
I, I would say even with the Wolman injury, something's got to give at some point because this defense, and it's not just the defense, it's the team defense as a whole is not been great, but it starts first and foremost too, like with the defensive core who has been cycling healthy scratch out outside the top pair all season long, not being able to figure out. And I'm sure part of that's the plan, right? Get it, get, give guys kind of equal playing time until you sort it out, but none of them have really earned it. And that was the same problem we had last year talking about Osterley Haig and Lindstrom is that guys like Petrie hole and uh, like Olimata, even Gossip who has been a scratch, haven't really earned that uh, a, a definitive roster spot to be never rotated out of the lineup type situation. I know it's a game to day game to game basis for that, but it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that we're over a month into the season right now, Scotty and outside of Wallman insider, the other five defensemen can't solidify their, their spot as a, like just immune to healthy scratch. It's, it's kind of wild that that's how poor the other five have been playing. One will have a great game. Like I, we were in for a while, we were talking about how good Justin Hole had been. Uh, and then he just looked really bad in his first game back after being scratched in Ottawa. It's just, I, that's why I'm still banging the drum that it might be time to get Edson up because I'm getting tired of seeing veterans make dumb mistakes. I'm ready to see a rookie who's fun, make the fun mistake. How do you Not do fun that, mistake, but. Where, how, how do you create that roster spot? Well, there's a roster spot available right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well then you're carrying eight. Yeah, how are okay. you? How are you? Scratch two. I don't care. They're bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, fair enough. If that's as, if it's as simple as that for you, then it's as simple as that. I, I just like, I don't think the front office is going to roll in carrying three goalies and eight defensemen. No. I, and I know like logically that is not make any sense. I realize as I say this, it doesn't make any sense and it's not going to happen. It's very wishful thinking on my part. I completely well, no, agree. I, and I know that I, I know that you know that I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to like, I mean, we all want to see something, but like, I don't know. I don't know how you create that that roster spot, assuming health of everybody. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't. Well, and that goes into the second part. Ansar Khan did say that if Wolman isn't good to go, that then they'll possibly explore the idea of calling somebody up. Like then there's the possibility they'll do so. I think it's a no brainer. Um, I know that the Griffins aren't off to a great start. I think Simon Edison has been getting a bulk of the workload. I think he's looked fine. Um, and I know for some people, fine at the AHL isn't good enough, but. I just, and again, it doesn't come from a position of like, he's banging on the door, knocking the door down, trying to get up here. It just comes from a position of like exasperation. Like I just need to see something different. And I want it to be this rookie who we have highly touted, who's already on the verge of being NHL ready, bring him up and see if you can't give him good minutes to help his development along, accelerate it a little. I mean, obviously if he's playing bad and you're killing his confidence, send him back down but he was already banging on the door during training camp to, to the point where we thought that he might make the team and he didn't, but I just, something needs to change because this defense is so bad and I'm happy, really happy. Wallman's healthy or relatively healthy, at least not seriously hurt. Like that goes without saying, but that doesn't change my opinion that I, I, something needs to change with this defensive core because every single game, so the turnovers and the lapses are costing this team greatly. And that takes us to the other point. We mentioned this off the air. I don't remember if we said it on the air, Scotty, but we said, like, if you're going to have a goaltending situation like the Red Wings have, and by that, I mean, not a great one, you have to have a really good defense that can insulate the goaltender around them. Like the Carolina hurricanes have done the past few years, not so much this season. They're struggling right now um, in, in net the hurricanes are, but 
the Red Wings don't have a good enough defense to insulate their bad goaltending, and starter is in question for the game on Wednesday. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, well, I mean, part of it has to do with just like Huso's status in general, obviously, yeah. right? Like left for a, a big moment for him and his family. So obviously that's going to play a little bit of a role. I would imagine that if Huso is back, then he is in net. Uh, he's, the, like it or not, been the, the workhorse so far this season and hasn't played in, what, a week? <laughs> like I, I think that that kind of just makes the most sense on paper. But uh, if, I mean, if they throw out, you know, Alex Lyon again, I wouldn't be upset. Listen, if I, I think that if Huso can't return, then Alex Lyon is the, the 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 without a doubt the right move to make. They've had four days off of rest, maybe more. I haven't counted, but there's been a lot of days from Saturday to Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so he's got more than enough rest in him. He played well against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The third period, the dam just broke because the Maple Leafs were playing really aggressive and the Red Wings had five defensemen and were very fatigued from the second half of a back-to-back. I think Alex Lyon played better than James Reimer in recent games, even if Vili Husso is back. And I know they're not going to do this. It's another situation where it's wishful, wishful thinking, not logic speaking, right? Husso is their starter. So if Husso's there and he's ready to play, they'll start Husso in that game. But Husso's been so, like, shaky through these first this first month that I wouldn't even, in that situation, if he's back, be against them starting Lyon. Not that I think, and I said it last week, and I stand by it, Lyon's not a starter in the NHL. But I'm very much in favor of riding the hot hand. And Lyon gave us a pretty good look for his first game since June, as you mentioned yesterday's episode, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Trot him out there again. Like, I don't, in my mind, my faith in Huso is very shaken at this point. This goaltending situation is a problem. And... And we said it was going to be going into the season. It was the biggest question mark. And like I said, the defense isn't good enough to insulate that and protect that problem. So you just got to do what's best for the team and ride the hottest goalie. And if that's Alex Lyon until he's not hot anymore, then do so. But I know, obviously, again, wishful thinking, logically, Huso's their starter. And if he's healthy, they're going to start him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you also just, I don't know, in general, you don't want it, it would not do Huso any favors to like not play him for like two weeks. You know what I mean? Like you got to get him back in eventually and get him, see if he can get back on the horse. So, yeah, you're right. Um, all right, Scott, we'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll talk about our concern level given this team is three, five and three in their last 11 games. So stay tuned for that on lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about game time. Are you guys sick of paying just ridiculous service fees when you go to buy tickets? You think you're buying a $50 ticket for an upper bowl seat at LCA so you can see just the wonderful video board up close and personal. Uh, well, then you come to find out it's $100, $150 with all those tacked on fees. Well, you don't have to worry about that with game time it is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase you see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and you buy the tickets in two seconds with just two taps they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even at even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, hockey, and so much more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time. 
picks the seats for an average of 18% in savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Segment two, rather, of Lockdown Red Wings podcast. You know, I've been doing that a lot lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been saying the wrong segment at the beginning of uh, these segments a lot lately. Just completely biffing it, man. Not great. Not great. All right. Um, But yes, we are going to talk about our level of concern. And I just, I hate these episodes when the Red Wings are playing bad because I hate being negative on the team. I just want this to be a hype train going forward towards a playoff spot. But unfortunately, reality is sometimes cruel, Scotty. And the Red Wings are in a rough stretch. I mean, that 5-1 start with the five-game win streak is ancient history at this point. Everything that was going well for the Red Wings in that stretch has completely disappeared. That being said, some of the things that were going wrong in that five-game stretch have actually improved. Um, But despite that, they are 3-5-3 in the last 11. And if you're a fan of just the last 10-game stretch, they're 3-5-2. Scotty, what is your level of concern with this team's performance right now on a scale of one to 10? It's, it's tricky. Um, I don't think it's going to be as high as yours, maybe, or as some other people out there. Uh, It's not zero. It's not just like I'm going through this and I'm like, oh, like we're guaranteed going to get through this part. Like the the division's way too good for that. The issues have been too prevalent. Um, But like I'm kind of like going back in my head between like a three and a four. Like it's you know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not like sky is falling. I'm not uh, I don't think that this is like in it's one of the biggest reasons why is because it objectively is not impossible to overcome. Wings are still in the thick of everything because of the hot start they got off on. It's not impossible to, you know, it's it's not even like American Thanksgiving yet. I guess that's like three days away, whatever. Okay, it is like that. But, you know, we're still like we, we have a lot of months left, right? Like we're <laughs> playing this game until April. Um, there's just there's so much time still on the table that it's hard for me to watch a 10 game stretch in November and think like, Oh my goodness, this is like it, it like it's over. Uh, but I, I mean, the, the one, the one reason and the one thing that I, that is, is the most alarming to me, I guess we can start with that. Uh, because like, as you mentioned, and as I'm sure you'll talk about more, like the five on five was a big issue and then it's been better lately. And then mm-hmm. like the power play, we've seen it be really good. And then obviously it's been really bad. Like a lot of these things is just like kind of similar to what we said yesterday is it's just, it's always something. Um, and, and that is frustrating, but it's hard to pinpoint one exact thing. The one constant, the one constant throughout this entire season, dating back to the off season, dating back to last season, that we have yet to see take a substantial step in the right direction is goaltending. And that's the only reason that it isn't like zero or one and that it is like, you know, three or four, like it, it is rising for me is because that's a very, very difficult position to have struggle and to be able to overcome uh, over the course of a full season. So 
I, I, I hope that makes sense. I'm, I, I am worried. Uh, there, there are things that I am concerned about. I don't think that the season is over on November 21st. I, I certainly don't think that they can't right the ship. And because they've proven a lot of these things that we're going to talk about, that they can do them. They just can't do them consistently. But the reason that it's not, you know, oh, I don't have a care in the world. It's so worldly. Let's just see what happens is because the goaltending has been pretty poor production wise throughout all of it, win or loss. Yeah, um, it has been in that. Again, I mentioned it in segment one, going back to our preseason conversations. That was our biggest question mark right. is and we were optimistic about it. We're optimistic at the start of every season, right? Because we want to believe. We want to believe, even if like sometimes we gloss over things that we we we're always trying to be optimists. Glass half full. Reimer's gonna have a bounce back season after he had a bad year. Reimer's uh, Huso's gonna you know adjust to the workload a little bit better, and because he'll be healthy, he'll have play better. But we knew and we mentioned it. Like goaltending is still a concern because that's a lot of what ifs. We have yet to see it proven, um, and unfortunately. It's uh, not been great throughout the, the start of this year. And we kind of talked about that and you touched on it now. And what was your, remind me again, what was your number associated? I said three or four. I didn't really pick one, I guess. So I'm, I'm about at a six, which it's like, I'm concerned, but I'm not freaking out yet. Despite my negativity on the, the podcast, probably the last couple of weeks that have has come across and that's more just a lot of it's because we record these episodes right after games get played. Sometimes I get hooked and we talk about my ten- <laughs> tendency to maybe overreact a little bit. But when I calm down and I think about it, and we've had a lot of time to think about it because game happened on Saturday. We're recording this on Monday. Now there are things when you look at this team that I mentioned on yesterday's episode that have improved, you know, when they had that five game win streak, they were carried very much by the power play, which started off really hot and an incredible shooting percentage that was unsustainable. Their Corsi 4 percentage, which is shot attempts, their Fenwick, which is shot attempts minus the blocked shots, because why are you counting shot attempts that are blocked? I mean, that's just not really super wise. Their expected goals 4 percentage, that was all like bottom of the league in that stretch. But they're still producing at 5 on 5 because of that shooting percentage and that incredible power play. Well, the incredible power play has been found out, and that still hasn't been fixed. That hasn't been adjusted since it got figured out. They have like the second worst power play in the league in this last 11 games. But with that being said, their shot attempts and their Fenwick and the expected goals for percentage has gotten better. I believe the quality shot attempts, which are the expected goals for at even strength is still in the twenties, about 24, 25, which is not good, but the shot attempts in general and Fenwick is now above 50% in this stretch in which they're three, five and three. In this stretch where they have just three wins in 11 games, at even strength, they're possessing the puck a lot more. They're con- getting a lot more shots on net, but they're just not finding the back of the net. And we talked yesterday about, you know, regressing to the mean, right? And we've said that a lot and to the point where I'm sick of saying it. It's one of those words that you say too much and it loses its meaning. But when they were really hot, we talked, this is not sustainable. They're going to get, they're going to fall back. Well, now that pendulum has swung too far back the other way, in my opinion. They're not producing at a level that is also not sustainable. They're going to get back to scoring goals. And both of those games in Sweden were very winnable. You stop taking the bad penalties, which is completely so easily fixable. You stop the defensive lapses. And I, I just talked all segment one about how I think the defensive la- the defensive unit as a whole 
hasn't been great. I also don't think they're as bad as they are. The Ottawa Senators game is a prime example. Jeff Petrie and Ben Chirot, we may have negative biases towards, or at least myself, maybe not so much you, may have a negative bias towards. But I also recognize they're not that bad on a nightly basis. They probably shouldn't be paired up together anymore. I'm sick of seeing that. But I also know they're not going to be out there for four goals against every single game. So if we can stop the bad penalties, stop the defensive lapses, you're going to find some middle ground. Well, you're probably going to be a five and five team, which still isn't great. If you're trying, your hopes are the playoffs. We talked, it'd be really tough in this division to begin with. But my, so my concern level is at six because they still have glaring holes. Like the power play has completely followed, fall, fallen off. The goaltending is still an issue. The defensive lapses are still an issue. And those need to be addressed. And through 11 games, it hasn't really been addressed. And that is concerning. That's why it's a six. But we have seen areas where they've improved, which is like, like, like I said, the five-on-five five play has gotten better. The scoring depth is beginning to get on board as the top line is beginning to progress. Now, Larkin has not scored a goal in, I think, five games, which does bother me a little bit. Um, he's been picked up a little bit by Lucas Raymond and Alex Debrinkit, finally heating up again. But overall, I think the forward stuff is fine. I think they're going to start scoring more goals again. You saw them score four against the Ottawa Senators, two against the top Maple Leafs team. I think offensively they're going to be fine. It's just they got to fix the defense, and I think the defense will get better. I just, again, why my level of concern is six is because I don't think they're going to get that much better, but they're not going to be three, five, and three, or three, five, and two in 10 game stretches throughout the rest of the season. Sure. They're not a bottom of the league team. That's just not how they are. Yeah. I, I agree with most of what you said for sure. Like I said, I, I think it's just the, the, for me, like where we're at in the season still just holds uh, weight and the fact that again, like to your point, we've uh, we, we've seen the pendulum swing one way and the other. And we're, I think we're all just kind of waiting to like, I'm still not sure we really know what this team exactly is like a month into the season, right? Like I, over a month. Like I, I don't because of that, like at the beginning of the season, it was like, okay, like we're, this is, <laughs> we're not going to have the greatest power play of all time. We're, we're not going to have the highest shooting percentage any team has ever had. Like, obviously that's not true. And now to your point, like we're on the other end where it's like, okay, there's no way they're this bad. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's weird to say this, this much into the season, but I think we're still just like kind of trying to figure out what this team is going to be for a majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we're to a quick break and continue this conversation uh, in segment three of Locked on Red Wings. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're in a speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Guaranteed, I'm sorry, with eBay Motors, you're burning cash, not rubber. With all parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Segment three of Locked on Red Wings. You know what's funny, Scotty? Because we're talking about our level of concern, right? And you said you were a three or a four. I said I was a six. But then I proceeded to go, 
be like, the pendulum swung back the other way and they're going to adjust back to normal, right? Like get back to being a little bit better. The reason why it's still a six though, despite my argument in like a devil's advocate way saying that they're going to improve is because even with that improvement, that improvement in my mind, even if the defense gets incrementally better and the goaltending gets incrementally better, I can't see an incremental improvement being enough to elevate them to playoff caliber. And that's why my level of concern is a six. So unless significant improvements are seen and we get back to, I won't say the five, the five game win streak, even though it's ancient history was incredibly unsustainable. Like that does the pendulum at like the peak of that, you know, in that direction right now, we're kind of just like, a little bit further in the opposite direction. But if we fall back to the middle of what this team's play is, given the two extremes we've seen, I don't see that being a playoff team. And that is why it's a six. That's why the level of concern is a six is despite the fact that I think they're going to get incrementally better in those positions that they're not that bad right now, like this three, five and two has shown. It's not enough in my eyes to make the playoffs unless that power play can get back to being a top half of the league power play. If the defense can prove it can keep the puck out of the net team defense and that the goaltending can be at least a 900 save percentage tandem, at least that's why I'm well, a six. Okay. So where are we at right this second in, in standings? I mean, I know we got to wait, like we're going to do our, you know, like American Thanksgiving, like update, obviously that everybody does because of the, the percentage, what is it? 80% or whatever of teams. They're in the playoff picture, then make the playoffs. So, like, everybody loves to be in the playoff picture then. Where where do the wings stand currently? Fifth in the division currently. Okay. They're at night. So, this is – it's really tight still, which is really great because we talked about it, right? The five-game win streak, We even though we talked about the fact that they were going to regress and the pendulum was going to swing back, the five-game win streak was going to be a huge help in allowing them to stay in that race for as long as possible. Yeah. And it has helped because despite the fact that they're three, five and three in the last 11, they're at 19 points, fifth in the Atlantic division, one point behind Tampa for fourth and just three points behind the Maple Leafs for third. So they're still right there, but those yeah. are just, they, they were two divisional games and that's huge. But anyways, continue for sure. For sure. So my, my point being, what's the record in the last 11, three, five and three, three, five and three. So if the pendulum rests in the center, and Take you're a drink of apple juice every time we've said pendulum this episode. It's probably regress. maybe the first time we've ever said it in show history, and we've said it about 50 times. Let's just say it's uh it's it's resting in the center. Okay. Water has found its level. We're not way exceeding expectations, we're not way like under expectations either. Um, how much different do you think the last 11 games are? And like ish, what do you think like that a record would look like in that in that stretch? <sighs> That's a really good question because there's a lot of really winnable games in this stretch. And if they're just playing standard hockey, I'd let me look at their schedule real quick so I can get a refresher on who they played yeah, yeah. and what those scores were. Um, because I re- Montreal's a win, and I think one of those, I think you beat the Kraken. So that's a win instead of losing in overtime that yep. first game. I think you beat the Canadiens. You beat at least the Senators. So that's three more wins to it, which brings you to, I don't uh five and six. 
five and six in that stretch. No, no, which, six. It would be six wins. Six and five then, which is, yeah, slightly over 500 because I don't think I'm forgetting any overtime losses in there. No, I think all three of the ones you just flipped were overtime, overtime losses. <laughs> right. Um, and, I mean, you could even count the Maple Leafs game in there, right? Uh, you know, the Maple Leafs had right. some extenuating circumstances, so then maybe you're saying seven and four, which is good. Right, so my point is, if you're looking at, like, season outlook, if you think that this team just playing the way that you think they might actually be is six and five or even seven and four, that the rest of the way, does that get you into the postseason? I mean, yeah, I I would think because that's an above 500 record and points percentage. Seven and four certainly would. That's not even really a question. Six and five. Then it gets, that's where you get, you're in the mix. And that's where we think the Red Wings are going to be, right? We talk about they're about a 500 team. That's where we think they are. They would have to overperform to make it, you know? And that's where I, I, that's why my level of concern is a six is even that if they perform at the level, I think they should, I'm not sure that's enough. They would have to try, like they'd have to overperform in this division to do so. Right. Uh, but that's my point is that the level that they perform for you, if that's, you know, is fringe playoffs to the last 11 stretch that puts them in the picture. Yeah. And they're still very much in the picture. I don't want to make it sound like they're last place in the division, right? They're three points out of being third in the division because of that five game win streak. If they can get back to playing 500 or slightly above 500 hockey, they're going to remain in this race, but you have got the one thing that's going to take them over the top is these divisional games. And that's why maybe I'm coming at it with such a negative aspect, you know, three, five and three stinks, right? But losing those two back-to-back divisional games, that, really stinks that really that really hurts that's salt in the wound like those are games you have to have i don't care i mean obviously this is a hyper hyperbole i'm about to say but i don't care if you lose every single western conference game but if you win your division games and the division and some of the games against the metropolitan that's you're you're staying in the picture the picture i mean they alone basically said it he's like we were really good against the western conference last year they had a winning record against the western conference but they could not win games in their own division in their own Eastern conference. And those are the games that matter the most because they're basically, obviously it's only two points on the line, but it's almost like a pseudo four points because your opponent in your division gets the two points and you stuck with nothing. So like you really need those divisional games. That's why it stings extra more. And that's why my concern level is maybe a little bit higher, but that's just, that's where I'm at Scotty. Like, I hope it made sense. I hope I hope I wasn't hypocritical or anything, but it just, what if they, had the crazy overtime loss to Ottawa the third game of the season, and that game was the Sweden game. The game they won was the Sweden yes, game? Yes, sorry. The game they won outright, The whatever that was, third or fourth game of the season was the Sweden game. I'd probably, I mean, given that, you know, because recency bias is a thing, I'd probably feel a lot better, but then they would still only be, what, four, five, and two in the last 11? Yeah. I mean, that's not great either. I'd feel better knowing that they yeah. had won back to back games, Blue Jackets, Senators, but I think my concern would still remain the same. I mean, you look at what led to them as their success in that Senators game, right? And it was a lot of the things I was talking about that, you know, it was power play goal. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would make me feel better because know that the power play wasn't completely dead. <laughs> right. Right. No, so. for sure. I, I think I, I agree with you. All right. I mean, hey, do you have any final thoughts, man? Let, let us know what your level of concern is, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. It's funny. Even since 
we kind of started talking about it. I've seen zero and I've seen 11. So mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I've, uh, from, from different fans. So like everybody's got, uh, everybody's kind of all over the spectrum in that regard. So we'll see. But, and teams uh, get hot and cold, right? Like they, they're going to go on win streaks again before the season is over. And yeah. we'll be right back on the wagon talking about how this is a Stanley cup contender. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how I am at least not so much. You, you always bring the, the logic. Know. <laughs> You're always the level-headed one. Um, no, I think that's it though. We've all, we do ball. Let us know your guys' level of concern on a scale of one to 10. If you want expand on it, give us your reasoning in the YouTube comments or on the Facebook post slash Instagram post slash X post, whatever you want to do. Let us know your level of concern and we will be back with a new episode tomorrow. A little bit of a game preview for you guys. We'll figure out what else to talk about for the other 20 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Every day. Every day.